The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Ball sends it over to Edward Robles. Goal! Insert name FC! What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host of the Insert Name FC podcast. Um, it is just me once again, um, just because obviously still working crazy hours over at my job. It's Sunday. So just so you guys know, obviously, we drop these episodes on Monday, though. So just so you have a reference. Um, anything big? Well, obviously, I just came back from my first road trip uh, with the Houston Dynamo Academy. We went over to Brownsville, Texas, which if you guys are not from Texas, that is um, in the Rio Grande Valley area, um, which is right by the border. Um, so, yeah, sweet, sweet first trip. But hey, it was actually one uh, pretty, pretty good trip. I mean, 17s won, and then um, the 15s uh, ended up drawing 2-2. But um, I actually found that game a lot more entertaining than the 4-0 victory, though. But like, I mean, still. One hell of a game for the 17s. Um, they look pretty solid, man. Uh, hopefully, they can continue it on. Uh, I'd like to see these guys, you know, do well. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully, this is like more to come for for the Dynamo Academy. But yeah, man. Aside from that, anything that anything else big? Uh, I decided to watch that 90s show to see if it was any good. Um, I don't know, man. I, I didn't really think it was that good. Um, I just don't think these like sitcom type shows really work now these days. And, um, I don't know, man. It, it's just, I don't know. It, it, I didn't, I didn't feel the nineties at, at all when I, I mean, obviously the clothing and the music and all that. But aside from that, I don't know. I, I, I guess like I didn't really get like a whole nineties vibe, uh, from it. I didn't like think of like, there were like some nostalgia things like internet, the, you know, that was something, but like, um, I don't know, man. It just didn't give me, it didn't really give me like a whole nineties vibe, to be honest. Um, the characters, uh, I, I wasn't really a fan of the characters, to be honest. Uh, the main character, which is obviously Eric and Donna's daughter, uh, Leia. Um, she was, I don't know. I think, I don't know. Uh, I, I feel like they're obviously the cameos. We're hoping that that was going to help uh, push the show. But I mean, I don't know. I think that 70 show was just a, was just different. And uh, I like that 70 show. It was one of my favorite shows to watch when I was younger. Um, and I think it was probably because like I didn't really know anything about the 70s. Um, so the references were, I don't know, maybe from my parents' perspective, maybe they would have enjoyed that 70 show from like the references. They remember that stuff. But like, um, for me, it just wasn't really, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really seem to care all that much, uh, about, uh, really what that 90 show. I, I, I did see that they did get, uh, 
the green light for a second season. Um, I mean, I think is I think what I think the honestly the the thing for for the reason why it did so well was because of the fact that everyone wanted to watch uh, that ninety show, you know, to see if it was going to hit the same as that seventy show. So, me personally, I feel like there might be a dip in in the second season because I don't know if there's going to be many people that end up watching the second season. It felt also really short. I think that's kind of like the new thing with these Netflix um, series, these shows, these Netflix shows is like some of their seasons don't really go that long. And I, and I mean, that's a show I believe like, I think their seasons were like 20 episodes. I could be, I could be really wrong on that one, but it felt longer. Um, whereas they you know, like these Netflix series, they usually do like 10 episodes, 10, eight to 10 episodes. Um, so it's like, I don't know. We'll see. How, I mean, uh, I, I, I think if there was a character that I would say I definitely cared nothing about, it was uh, the Asian kid, and it's not. I honestly don't remember his name. Uh, I don't remember. I don't really remember any most of these characters. I just remember Leia, just because obviously Eric would name his daughter Leia. Um, but yeah, besides that, man, like uh, Kelso's kid. Um, yeah, I really just didn't care too much for the characters, which obviously, if you guys have listened to this podcast before, y'all know that like for me with shows, like if I don't care much about the characters, then I'm not going to end up wanting to continue watching the show. So like, there's no point. So I would I try to watch the second season? Maybe, but I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like I, I don't think I wouldn't make it a priority. I might watch it just to see if it, if it got better, but. Um, I mean, I enjoyed seeing Red and Kitty. I mean, Red's obviously everyone one of everyone a, a fan favorite of of the show. But like, aside from that, man, I really the new characters I really didn't care much for. Um, so so there's that. And, I, and also, like I said, I kind of feel like the whole old school sitcom vibe is like a little bit dated now. I don't think anybody really cares too much about like the sitcom setup. So, um. Yeah, um, we'll see what happens, man. Uh, but yeah, uh, I watched that. I ended up watching the uh, the Jonah Hill and Eddie Murphy movie. I think it's uh, I forgot what the movie is called, but um, but I saw that movie. I just saw it. It was pretty. It was okay. I don't know. I don't. Uh, I feel like there's like a lot going on. It was a lot going on in the in the movie when I was watching it. Uh, but you guys don't want you guys don't want to hear about you know, Netflix and stuff like that. But that was just stuff that, that must be going on just because like if I'm not working, I'm probably just sleeping or, or watching something on Netflix. So so there's that. Um but this episode obviously we're gonna wrap up transfer talk. Um talk about uh new updates on the Mason Greenwood situation, Vinicius Jr. taking on Nike, um a real feel good story about Sebastian Hilaire. Have a debate topic. Um maybe not really a debate topic, but it <laughs> Uh, but we do have a debate topic. Um, also, game to recap. Obviously, announce our players of the week and give you guys some games to look forward to this coming weekend and uh, wrap this show up with my closing thoughts. So, once again, I'm going to try my best to keep this show, this episode a little bit lengthy, but um, can't promise you anything else. But yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and take this break and then we'll get going with Transfer Talk. 
Let me tell you guys about Belly Up Sports. Belly Up Sports is the internet sports bar. Go ahead and check out their website, www.bellyupsports.com, to read some great articles from great writers all across the country, from hockey, baseball, golf, soccer, you name it. Belly Up Sports is the premier, not your average, website. All right, and we're back. All right, so transfer talk. Well, before we do, make sure you guys follow us on Instagram and Twitter at insertnamefc. We stay very active on those social media platforms. If you guys want uh, to see what's going on with us or Belly Up Sports, which follow them also on Instagram and Twitter at Belly Up Sports and at Belly Up Media. Um, that's your best way to do it. So make sure you guys go ahead and follow us once again on Instagram and Twitter at Insert Name FC. But all right, transfer talks. So Marquinhos, um, who was with uh, Arsenal, is joining Norwich on loan. So. Hoping to get some some playing time over there at Norwich. Uh, Jao Cancelo will be joining. Has joined Bayern Munich on loan as well with an option to, to with option to buy. So if Bayern Munich likes what they're seeing, which I believe his first game he went ahead and already got an assist. So um, maybe Bayern Munich is looking to strengthen that fullback position. Uh, Georgina joins Arsenal. Um, I think it's an interesting move uh, because. It is a position that I feel like Arsenal needed to get addressed, uh, in some sort of aspect. Um, it does open up a little bit more depth there, you know, with Jaka and, and, uh, and Thomas Party. So adding Jorginho there, I think also helps, uh, just provide some more depth for Arsenal, especially because they're trying to maintain their position in the Premier League. Uh, Matthew Hoppy joins, uh, Hibernian on loan. So try and get some playing time. Obviously, his call up with the U.S. men's national team was a little bit disappointing. So hopefully, a, a chance to get some more playing time will help him out. Uh, Lakanga, uh, from Arsenal, he is joining Crystal Palace, um, on loan, which kind of answer, also answers the reason to bring Jorginho in is because you're looking to give Lakanga a little bit more playing time. So maybe Crystal Palace over there with Patrick Vieira may be the move for him. Um, Enzo Fernandez ends up just Becoming the signing, the biggest signing, uh, for, I believe this, this period, this transfer period, which was, which is going to Chelsea. Uh, a move that was very strong that it was going to, going to happen over there. Um, and they finally got their guy. Um, honestly, Chelsea just signed a lot of players, man. Uh, spent a lot of money. So we'll see. Maybe it'll pan out, but it's looking pretty rough so far for Chelsea right now. And Sabitzer joins Manchester United. I'm not entirely sure if it's a loan or not. Um, I was trying to read, some, find something about it, but it just says he joined Manchester United uh, from Bayern Munich. So um, I do believe Sabitzer is also in some way a, a, a someone to cover with Christian Eriksen being out. Um, so, I mean, but I don't know. If, like I said, I'm not entirely sure if it's a loan or a signing. Uh, let me see. I think I can look that up real quick. Was that a signing or was that? Um, well, it seems like it's a signing. Not entirely sure yet. Uh, he did already make his debut. Um, he, you know, came off the bench. Uh, doesn't say anything about transfer, but I, I'm pretty sure. Um, that's what he is. He's a, yeah, he's 
I believe he's just he's a signing. I think he's no okay. He's 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 on loan. That's what it, that's what it is. I'm sure there is an option to buy. So there is that. But all right. So that is transfers. I know that like Isco is trying to find a new club. He's a free agent now, but he's looking for a club. I believe Everton was the name that I saw. Um, so we'll see what happens with Isco. Um, also, I believe Julian Arajo over at LA Galaxy was going to. Barcelona was trying to bring him in to to Barcelona to Barcelona and um things didn't work out the, the the transfer fell through um so yeah so a lot of interesting things so I'll be intrigued to see what happens there but all right we're going to start going with headlines and the first headline is a really big one it's a very controversial one um it's one that me and Edward have talked about uh, quite some time now it's a it's a very just this disappointing series of events, but it is, of course, of one Mason Greenwood. Um, the charges that he was getting for rape, assault, and coercive behavior have been dropped. And I know that that's a, it's an interesting, it's a weird thing, you know, cause like there was like social media, like leak, there was images, there's audio, uh, of if if you guys don't if you guys don't remember um you know last year he was dealt with there was his his girl his then girlfriend I'm not I'm sure they're not together now um she she put out uh an audio I believe also a video but I only found the audio of Mason being a little uh verbal and then also had images of her bruises and so um, obviously he did get arrested for it. Um, he then got put out on bail, but then was arrested again, I believe for, uh, violating his bail. I forgot. Well, I forgot the second arrest, but, but it was somewhere along those lines of, uh, violating his bail. Um, but because of that, those series of events, it led him to being suspended indefinitely from the Premier League by Manchester United, the club that he played for. And obviously this is just kind of, puts him in an image that obviously will not be well received. Um, you know, I did mention that possibility that this could be fake or not as well. You know, the world we live in now is like no one can really be trusted now. And we've had instances where, especially with athletes, I mean, anybody in general, but like with athletes specifically, um, where they get accused of assault, of sexual assault, and it ends up being falsely accused. Um, one of the biggest, one of the best examples that I can think of is actually, uh, Sean Oakman. Um, he was the, he's a defensive lineman over for Baylor. He was, you know, he became a meme. You guys can literally Google Sean Oakman and you know what I, you'll, you'll definitely know what I'm talking about. But he was a, he was said to be an NFL star. Like, you know, he was a big defensive lineman. Um, was very fit, obviously very fast, kind of what you want in defensive end. And, um, his career never got to be because he was, uh, he was, you know, had accusations of sexual assault. Um, and, and obviously, you know, this, it wasn't the, the accusation isn't as bad as what Mason Greenwood got. But, I mean, assault is still assault. It's still bad. It's frowned upon. I'm not saying that, but obviously Mason Greenwood got hit with rape allegations and, that's definitely very much worse. Um, but 
kind of going back with with the whole Sean Oakman situation once again. He was getting uh, accused of sexual assault, um, which obviously when a player, especially a college player, is dealing with those things, especially when he's trying to get into the draft, it's gonna hinder them. And at that point, it's on the NFL team if they want to take the risk, bring him in, um, and hope that maybe the charges will be dropped or, or, you know, uh, they just wasted a draft pick on a guy that's not going to be able to play in the NFL. Um, and so obviously most of the NFL teams chose to not pick him up. Um, I don't even think he was invited to the combine to be honest. Um, but. So, and, and like I said, when they, when the accusations like this, when it happens, like now that's their image. They're now going to be labeled as the domestic abuser, the rapist. Like that is, it, it, even if their name is clear, they're, they're still going to be that. And it's unfortunate, but it is the harsh reality of the world we live in. And, um, and obviously, you know, Sean Oakman, it was then later to be found out that the the person that accused them of sexual assault was in fact lying about it. But at that point, the damage has been done. Now, Sean Oakman maybe could probably still make it to the NFL. I don't know, depending on how old he is. But um, if I had to guess, he probably is at like a very, very like thin timetable to do it. If he were to try to get back into the NFL. Uh, but... Uh, the the whole point of all this is that you know yeah he's thirty years old so he's not he's definitely his 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 opportunity to go to the NFL has definitely been closed but but that's the thing though like this guy didn't even get a chance to have a professional career and that, you know, obviously the time that he was playing college football NIL wasn't a thing so he wasn't able to at least l- legally get paid um, for his image and so. Yeah, that that hurts. That hurts yourself. And so, like, this guy never got a chance to live his NFL dream um, because of someone, you know, tarnishing his his name when he never did anything. Now, obviously, there's also other things, other things that could have possibly happened. Maybe, uh, you know, Greenwood's representation was able to, which I mean, it happens gives. The person hush hush money. Um, like I said, it, it, it's happened before. We've all seen it. But like I said, man, when athletes, whenever they get hit with charges like rape, sexual assault, it, it is something that is never going to come off of their names. Um, obviously, you know, people always bring up Arnoldus Chapman with his thing, the pitcher for, well, now I don't know where he's pitching at now, but used to pitch for the Yankees. Um, uh, Roberto Osuna, former Astros closer. Um, as a matter of fact, he's, he's not even in the MLB right now. He's, he's, he's playing in Mexico now. Um, and he was, he was dealing with domestic abuse when, you know, it, uh, allegations as well. Um, and, and like I said, no matter what, the player is always going to be fake. He's always, they're always going to be the dom- domestic abuser, no matter if their name was clear, because like I said, there's ways to get out of these situations and it usually involves throwing some money at their way to get them to be quiet. But, and so, like, like I said, he could have done it. He could have not done it. And that's the, the kind of the weird dilemma that we're at now. Um, obviously, like I said, the charges are dropped. There's going to be people that are going to be like, the charges are dropped. Bring them back. Um, 
and and that kind of is like the contradiction right now where man the dilemma that Manchester United is now in because you you spend this player indefinitely you remove any sort of anything that resembled that had Mason Greenwood on it from your your store shelves you know you basically push Mason Greenwood away from your club um and while you know obviously he has been playing for a while he's probably going to need to get back in shape if he get back in playing condition if he were to come back but it is it is going to be now a touchy subject cuz like i said even even if he did it if he didn't do it but more so if if, it, if we're in a situation let, let's say that he in fact did not do what he was charged for um his that label's always going to be on him like there's it, that's just going to be what he's labeled as like for the rest of his life and it's going to be because and, and that's just like i said that's how it's going to be until well and i'll and i'll give an example after i'm done with this one but so like i said manchester united is basically conflicted he is now listed on manchester united website probably by the time you guys this dropped maybe they took it off maybe it was a little bit prematurely but that they put him back on but he is a, he is featured he was featured on the website maybe still is now and um but there like i said it it's it's a really touchy subject now with with Mason Greenwood what do you do with Mason Greenwood like do you bring him back do you see how he is do you give him time to get back into fitness or do you maybe want to move on from it and and it's a big possibility that you do want to move on from it but like I said this is going to be a touchy subject like this is going to be now like I said there's two sides of the spectrum and this is where I'm going to kind of go into what I was going to say but you can be, there's going to be guys like kind of similar, uh, another Houston reference. Obviously, I'm from Houston, so I'm going to talk about Houston a little bit more. But Deshaun Watson. Um, now his thing, that's, is a whole can of worms that I'm not going to try to break down, but obviously he, he's for sexual misconduct. Um, I believe he did receive sexual assault charges. Uh, I can't confirm. I, I, it's like, it's so much now, but obviously you guys remember. Deshaun Watson, he brought in, uh, people that weren't licensed masseuses and basically tried to get more than just a massage, if you get what I mean. From, I believe the number was 22, but I've seen it go all the way up to 40. So there's been multiple a- accusations of this. And so the Texans ended up getting rid of him. They went to Cleveland. And then if you remember the Cleveland Browns fan base, there was, a lot of people that were like, I'm no longer going to be a fan of this, of this, of this team. And then there was also guys that were people that were like, I don't care. He's a great quarterback. And so that's also the, the other side is like, people are going to, people will forget. I trust me, especially in sports. People will forget how you, what you do as a person. If you're, <laughs> if you're playing well. So, and I'm not saying that all Manchester United fans are going to be on the same boat. I'm, I'm not. And I, I, I wish I, I could have Edward here to kind of share his side of it, but his thoughts on it. But the, the thing is, obviously, when he goes out there, there's going to be people that are going to boo him, are going to be very hostile about it. And then there's going to be those people that they know he's good. Well, we don't know how he, how he's been since, you know, these allegations, you know, he's been dealing with these allegations, but. You know, obviously he's, he is a very promising young player. Um, and it's some, it's a player that me and Edward have talked about plenty of times in Mason Greenwood. But, and so like I said, it's going to be a touchy subject. 
And obviously, if the club does choose to bring him back, um, you can say that they're going to co- try to play it in some way of like, hey, everyone deserves a second chance, which is true. It is very fair to say that people do deserve second chances um, or at least be able to see the other side. And, and like I said, the other side is possibly the fact that maybe none of this happened and he was just being falsely accused and someone just wanted to take advantage of him being the high-profile player or at least the, the promising high-profile player that he was going to become. Uh, and then there's the other side that he did do it. He could have done it and then just, you know, like I said, threw some money to <laughs> make the, accus- the the accuser uh, to hush-hush a little bit. So that is still a possibility. But like I said, you're still going to have fan- Like I said, th- that label's still going to be on him. And so there's going to be fans that are, no, they don't care. He's, he is what, what they say he is. And then there's going to be other guys, other people that are going to be like, this guy's an amazing player. Um, we need him. You know, right now, Manchester United is, is, has found quite some form. And if you were to bring a guy like Mason Greenwood into that mix, maybe it just makes Manchester United more significantly better. So it is, it is a very touchy subject, like I said. So, and so this is something that the club is going to have to really do a deep dive in. Like I said, the police investigation is done. They're, they're, they're no longer continuing on with the, with the case. The case has been closed. Um, so the charges have been dropped. That's, that's all you really need to know. And some people are going to just live with that. They're going to accept that, that result and just move on from it. Like I said, though, there are going to be those others that don't agree with that. They're probably going to still believe that he is what he, what, what they say he is. Um, and so that is the dilemma that Manchester United and, and from what I've been reading, there are people in Manchester United that are very split specifically on this subject matter. Like, do we bring back Mason Greenwood? Do we not bring back Mason Greenwood? It, and it's gonna, I don't really know that there's a right or wrong answer to this. Um, there you, you can really see both sides. Obviously his name was cleared sort of. Um, cause like I said, there's going to be doubts in, in the legitimacy of the, of the investigation. Um, and people could just move on from it and just let it go. Or there's going to be people that don't, that don't entirely believe in the investigation. Maybe they think once again, like I said, hush, hush money was, was brought into play and, and that they don't feel comfortable having him around in the club. And that could be a fair, and that, that is a fair thing. Like if, if your staff is, doesn't feel comfortable coming into work with even the, even though this, you know, his name has been cleared, but still feel those allegations there, maybe there's some truth behind those allegations. Um, they're just not going to be, they're not going to feel safe at work with him there. And it's, and that's, that's, that's something that the club needs to consider. Um, like I said, man, I don't know how to, how I feel. Obviously, I said a lot of things about Mason Greenwood, and I'm not here saying that I'm I'm taking back what I said. What I said is what I said, and there's no real moving back. There's no come, you know. There's no real coming back to that. Um, but I have said before, though, uh, plenty of times that everyone does deserve an opportunity to redeem themselves, and it's not necessarily like I said. Redemption isn't uh, isn't so much. For everyone, like not everyone's gonna redeem him. That's just that's just it's crazy. No one's gonna, not everyone's gonna accept the decision that the the investigation was was made. Um, 
so I guess like redemption comes from certain things, and that's obviously yourself. You are you able to re- give yourself redemption? Are you willing? Are the people that really matter to you do do they give you redemption? So that's like honestly what really matters, like yourself and the people that you truly care about, the people you see every day. If you can ignore the noise in the back, you'll be fine. Um, so that's going to be literally the battle, the struggle that Mason Greenwood will be answering in these coming days um, till either he gets to play, performs, and maybe people forget about him because he's you know he's winning games for the club, or he's he's just always going to be remembered as the rapist. And and it's unfortunate. Like I said, he's he's young. He's only 21 years old. And to be put in this situation, whether or not he did it or, or whether or not he did or did not do it, it's going to come down to, you know, that's what he's going to be labeled as. And that's unfortunate. Like I said, I, I've said my piece on it and, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm changing my stance, but like I said, like as this investigation went, it evolved. Um, it's, it's, it is an, an, a recurring issue in, in, in sports now, especially. Um, as of, you know, it's late, more and more, we're starting to see these false accusations becoming more, more thing, but we're also seeing athletes that do assault, uh, that do commit sexual assault. So it's like, it's a weird thing. It's a weird situation because you have to go into every, every single one of these cases with some sort of grain of salt because there is also a trend of false accusations. So it, like I said, this is going to be a touchy subject. We'll see how it progresses. We'll see how Manchester United does it. Obviously, it's going to be something that's going to want to be. I'm going to be intrigued to see what happens because it is going to be such a touchy subject matter. Like I'm, I'm, I'm sure that we'll hear plenty of it from pundits uh, across the world about what they feel about this Mason Greenwood situation. Um, but as of right now, the charges have been dropped. In some sense, his name has been cleared. Um, and it's now up to Manchester United. They want to bring him back and, um, I guess move on from this. But like I said, this is something that will never be moved on from. People will always bring it up. It's always going to be something that's going to come up time and time again. And I mean, if you guys want an example, Roberto Osuna is a prime example of, of that. Um, even when people try to move, when people are trying to move on from that, there's always someone that's going to bring back that situation. And so it's going to happen for Mason. Um, so it's, it's just, this is, this is, this is now the life that he's going to deal with. And so, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. Like I said, but we also, like I said, we don't know what happened. We don't, we weren't there. We weren't in that situation. Maybe she's, maybe she lied about it. Maybe she didn't lie about it. Maybe he was able to give her and her family enough money to to be satisfied, which I mean, I don't think, especially when rape is involved, that would, that would be awful. But like I said, that is the world we live in. So best believe I will be following more on this subject matter. Um, the next headline is Vinicius Jr. So um, in the game against Valencia in the first half, Vinicius Jr., blacked out his cleats um which you know he's had a, a a deal with Nike a long time for a long time with Nike actually as a matter of fact he was he was signed with Nike at 13 years old so Nike saw that Vinicius was going to be something special at a very young age and 
obviously they were right to to have invested in Vinicius Jr. But the issue was that he never had a termination a release. There was not a termination clause on his contract, and obviously, I'm sure I'm sure they renewed the contract at some point um, and gave him a, a handsome amount of money, but. You know, obviously now Vinicius Jr. is a rising star. Like he has now won the Champions League. He's gone and played in the World Cup. Um, so he is, he is a big name. He was the face of FIFA, uh, in some sense. And so like his stock is just growing and growing every time he plays. He, you know, he's, he's a topic of conversation from his dancing, his, his, his ball playing ability, his goal scoring. Like he is being talked of and he's now living up to the hype that a lot of people hope that he was going to be. So it is really the issue of that maybe now the contract that he has with Nike is a little bit undervalued for what he is. And so clearly because if he didn't, he wouldn't have done that if he didn't feel like maybe he deserves a bit more money. And that's why he wants out of his contract. At least that's the, uh, from what I was looking at. That seems to be the reason why he wants out of the contract. And, and I and and for the thing is, and, and I mean, I, you know, I was in the U.S. Marine Corps. Um, you know, me and Spencer, we're more more than aware of of the acronym that USMC stands for. Besides, United States Marine Corps is you signed a motherfucking contract. That is literally what everyone tells you. You know what USMC stands for? Is you sign a motherfucking contract. Like, it does not matter. Like, the thing is, is you can never predict the future. That's the crazy thing about contracts. Like, in contracts in general, I'm not even talking about like sponsorship deals. Like, I'm talking about professional contracts. It's like, you may, this deal may be a lot of money right now, but obviously, fast forward to like the next year, that value could instantly increase. It's something that we've seen, we've seen in sports plenty of times, especially when we're talking about just player contracts in general. Like the con, you know, the, the salary of a quarterback in the NFL may be this much this offseason, but next offseason is now worth more. So the value is always going to increase. And obviously the guy that signed their long-term contract thinking that they got the best deal possible, then goes sees what this other quarterback that they may feel that they're better than. Is getting and now they're pissed because now the contract that they have is not as much as that other player. And so the thing is with me, well, yes, Vinicius does deserve as much. He he is a very valuable player and a valuable asset to Nike. But the thing is, you you and your representation saw what was offered and you guys agreed to it. Um, as much as I want to be on Vinicius Junior's side, which I do want to be. And I'm sure he's going to get paid. Like now that he's out of his contract with Nike, someone's going to pay him a lucrative amount of money, whether it's Puma or Adidas or, or Under Armour or Umbro or maybe Nike. He's going to get a big deal because he's, he's a big time player. He's, he's a big name. He is a rising name and he's, and he's not even, he's not even at his prime yet. So yeah, it's, it's going to get much better. He's going to see more money. But like to me, the thing is, is like that's what you agreed on. And I'm not saying honor your contract. Maybe I'm sure you could have probably talked to Nike about giving your giving yourself a raise. Like you know, hey, I just did this. I was able to do this and that. 
like give your, you know, this, this, ha- you know, but obviously most of the time, especially with like sponsorship, the sponsorships and, and, and signing contracts for clubs, like no one's going to, Oh yeah, let me give you more money. Like, you know, it's you sign this, you agree to this, like, you know, whatever happened from the time we signed, we, you signed that contract till now is not our problem. Is that's literally how, like, I'm more on the side of Nike for this because of the fact, like I said, he signed the contract, like, he agreed to those terms. And there was, if, 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 if like a release clause was so important, a termination clause was so important for him, then, then why wasn't it important when he signed that contract? But now all of a sudden he wants that. And, and as it's something that kind of bugs me now recently with sports because, like, a lot of players try to get out of their contracts sooner like you know you, you know we saw uh obviously the whole deshaun watson trying to get out of houston which i'm so crazy back to back headlines that involved deshaun watson but like you know deshaun watson was trying to make sure that he got out of houston um and to the point where he wanted to go somewhere else and all of a sudden cleveland looked really good for him and now he has his you know fully guaranteed contract um, we, we saw with, with, in basketball right now with Kyrie Irving wanting out, like, like wants, wants to be traded. And it's like, it, it's kind of crazy to think that like, especially in basketball, I feel like players tend to have a little bit more control on their situations, which is kind of funny because like they're under contract with the bat, with the team. And yet the player has like more pull than the fact the team that is that they're that they have to pay hit their payroll on. It, it's it's interesting to me. It's something that I find so odd about sports, but interesting at the same time. But um, yeah, I, I'm I'm like I said, I'm sure Vinicius Junior will get a huge lucrative deal because, like I said, he deserves a huge lucrative deal. But I I I don't I don't I don't see where Nike's the bad guy in this situation, um, because they're not um. They just happen. They just happen to be the the sponsor that's involved in the scenario. Like, I mean, you could have probably inserted any sponsor that was in this that would be in this scenario. Because I I I feel like there's a lot of athletes that would maybe see this and be like, "Oh shoot, I can get out of my deal by doing that." All right, bet this this might set a precedent. I'm I'm just gonna say that, and you might start seeing more sponsorship deals have a termination clause to try to keep these players happy. Um, when they make these deals. Um, so it's going to get more, I think it's going to probably get a little bit more stricter, probably have more people involved with the contract, uh, with the contract process for sponsorships and even clubs, uh, as we go on, because it is apparently it's very easy to, to get out of certain things, which is kind of funny to think about. But yeah, that is, that, that's what's going on with Vinicius. So another, another thing I'll be keeping an eye on just to see where he, where he ends up landing with, with his boot deal. And then finally, Sebastian Haller. So if you guys remember, this is a player that I personally really do like. Um, uh, kind of goes back to when I saw him over, was it Eintracht Frankfurt? I think it was when he was, yeah, I think, yeah, I think he played with Eintracht Frankfurt. So I, I, I didn't know of him because I, like, I'm not going to tell you I'm a Bundesliga guy. I don't, I don't watch the Bundesliga religiously, but. I remember in FIFA, whenever I played FIFA, Eintracht Frankfurt was such a problem for me because of Haller. And then Haller went to Ajax, became a beast over there, and now is back in Germany with Borussia Dortmund. 
Um, but unfortunately, he was not able to play right away with Borussia Dortmund because he um, was diagnosed with testicular cancer, I believe. And um, because of that, obviously, he had to get a tumor removed, um, go through, obviously, the whole battling cancer um, for quite some time. And then he was able to beat cancer. Um, you know, obviously, now he was getting back into shape for to get back into playing shape. And now has played three matches since, since, since beating cancer. And he scores his first goal back, uh, in the Bundesliga. And, and of all days, it was on World Cancer Day. So I think just an amazing feel good story for him. Um, he's a, like I said, he's a player that I really like. And, uh, it's, it's really great to see him be able to, to get his way back into the game and, 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 and score such a meaningful goal on, on such a very meaningful day for him. So you can't write this up, man. This, this, this is just, this is why I love sports, man. It's just moments like this, man. So I'm happy, even though, like I said, I'm, I'm not a Borussia Dortmund fan, but I do love Sebastian Haller and be, I enjoy watching him play. So I, I can't wait to, to see him continue on as he want, uh, continues to play for Borussia Dortmund. And I think that's a huge upgrade also. For, for Bruce Dorman to get a play, like to have Haller back in the front. So great, great, great overall. All right, man. It is debate time. This debate is brought to you by True Classic. This brand makes t-shirts that actually fit, not to mention super soft. When you're Jack, finding the right t-shirt can be incredibly frustrating. Most t-shirts are too tight in all the wrong places or way too big and boxy, but not True Classic. True Classic has already helped over 2 million men get their fit on an affordable price. Our listeners get access to the absolute best deal they offer for a limited time only. Get 25% off with the code BELLYUPFANTASY at trueclassic.com. Do us all a favor. Accentuate those popping biceps with their activewear crew necks. They are sun and sweat wicking plus anti-BO, smell good, and never say the word moist again. It's about time to get your fit together, upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic. Get 25% off at trueclassic.com with code BELLYUPFANTASY. Free shipping included on purchases over $100. That's 25% off at trueclassic.com with the code BELLYUPFANTASY. Strengthen your core wardrobe with True Classic today. True Classic, look good, feel good. All right, so today's topic has to do with Cristiano Ronaldo and it is because Cristiano Ronaldo has scored his first Al Nassar goal in Saudi Arabia. Obviously he did score some goals in that Saudi PSG game. Um but scored his first goal. Um and it, of all things for Ronaldo to score on his first goal with it was a penalty. And I know the Penaldo jokes. Um am Am I a Ronaldo fanboy? I, I, that is something that I've thought about like plenty of times. Like, like obviously R- Ronaldo played for Real Madrid. Real Madrid's my club, but I don't think I am. I don't really think I'm a Ronaldo fanboy in any sense. Um, mainly because I'm I'm actually on the fence on on the goat debate because I like both Ronaldo and Messi. Um, and, and like, I guess people assume because I'm a Real Madrid fan that I would lean towards Ronaldo. Um, it's kind of not really accurate to say I like Ronaldo. I think he's a, a really good player. He's going to, he's a legend. He will be forever remembered for that. Um, but I also like Lionel Messi, even though he's tortured me over the years. 
Um, but <laughs> I have enjoyed the Pinaldo uh, jokes, the Pinaldo jokes, the tap-ins, all that stuff. I've enjoyed it um, over the years just because I find it funny. Uh, but yeah, this is just too funny. I think it is like super funny that his first goal is a penalty. Um, not an open play goal. You know, none, none of that. It was just in the penalty. But to be fair, it was a crucial goal. It was a last minute penalty. Uh, I, they were playing Alphate, Fati, Fate, uh, Alphate. Look, I want to, if you're a fan of the Saudi League, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to be able to pronounce these names. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Um, I'm going to try, but that's, that's the best as, you, as you're going to get from me. But how is, how funny is the Cristiano Ronaldo for, how funny is the, is it, that Cristiano Ronaldo's first goal is a penalty. I find it super hilarious. I think it's just it just adds on to the narrative of being Pinaldo. I just I just I just think it's funny. I enjoy it. I got a good chuckle out of it. Um so yeah. To me it's funny. Um this is gonna be posted on social media once I got on Instagram and Twitter at Instagram FC. So you guys want if you guys want to respond to that post, go right ahead. Uh like I said, it to me it's really funny. Um, that it, that, that was his first goal, but hey, it's, he, he, he got the first goal in. So it's, it's, it's smooth sailing from here on out for him. As, at least that's what I'm assuming. But yeah. So once again, thank you to true classic. Use the code, uh, Belio fantasy at trueclassic.com to save yourself 25% off on your purchase. Once again, thank you to true classic for being the presenting sponsor for the debate topic. All right. So we're going to go ahead and take a break and then we'll get going with games to recap. This break was brought to you by Audible. Audible provides you a large library of audiobooks that you can listen to at your convenience from horror genre all the way to biographies. Audible has it all. Make sure you guys go ahead and use the link audibletrial.com forward slash insert name FC podcast. Go ahead and get yourself a 30 day free trial. Once again, thank you to Audible for this part of break. And we're back. All right, game the game to recap is Union Berlin beating Mainz two to one. The game Berlin Union Berlin had fifty one percent of the possession. Um, very very in close game. Actually, a very fun game. You know, guys, when you guys watch, watch, try to watch other teams play in these leagues. I mean, like in the Bundesliga, I understand that it's just going to be Bayern Munich, but I'm telling you, there's some there's some fun in in the other league, in other games. So. Um, that's one of my favorite things to do is to watch other teams play. That's why I always try to recommend not the usual teams. Um, obviously sometimes I have to because that's the team to watch, but I mean, a game like this, Union Berlin versus Mainz, which I think was the game I highlighted last week. So yeah, but, uh, but yeah, Berlin had 51% of the possession. Mainz outshot Union Berlin 12 to 11 and five to four with shots on target. Um, but the game winning goal was by Jordan P. Fock, the American, um, who scores the winner in the 84th minute, which with this win puts Union Berlin one point behind Bundesliga leaders Bayern Munich. So Union Berlin, man, like it's crazy how they have improved year, you know, in, in the last few years. Um, are they going to win the league? Probably not. Bayern Munich probably is going to win this league again. Uh, but we'll see. Um, Bayern Munich hasn't looked as much as Bayern Munich as of, as of, like, as the last year. So 
Um, they're still Bayern Munich. Don't don't get me wrong, but it there is kind of looking like they're looking a little more and more human. Um, if if that makes any sense, but yeah, good game. Enjoyed watching it. So make sure, like I said, be open minded. Go watch a Celta Vigo. Go watch an Aston Villa. Go watch. Uh, a niece, you know, like go look at the other league. Like when you go look at the other leagues, don't look at the big names. Go, you know, it's like how people say, like, if you, you know, watch a player's highlight and then if you like that player, like learn about the team that they're in and then find another player. It's like that process, but like, I'm not saying become a fan of, of Hoffenheim. And I'm not, that's not what I'm saying, but I'm just saying, like, you know, like, Go see what else is there in those leagues. Like, go watch an Eredivisie match. Go or just watch an Eredivisie match. Watch the Belgium league. Like, you know, get go and see what other leagues are doing. Watch the MLS. Just saying. But I, I think you'll enjoy what what kind of games they have. But yeah. All right. Players of the Week. Players of the Week is brought to you by In the Clutch. In the Clutch.com. It is a clothing apparel that is partnered with the Players Associations of Major League Soccer, the National Basketball Association, and Major League Baseball, and also come up with some really cool designs in the college sphere. And I think they're also getting into the NFL as well. Um, super comfortable designs. I really love the shirts. Um, I don't know why I said comfortable designs. Very comfortable shirts. I love the material. They do pass the fat boy test. Um, if you guys want to know what the fat boy test is, is literally me lifting my arm and making sure my belly doesn't hang. From the shirt, but they are amazing shirts. I love the designs. I'm a big Astros fan, so for me to be able to wear shirts and ha- able to help uh, the players' association in the process is just—it's a really cool feeling. So if you guys use our code insert name at checkout, it will save you 10% off on your purchase. Once again, in the clutch.com, use the code insert name at checkout to save yourself. 10% off on your purchase. Thanks again to In the Clutch for being the Brazilian sponsor of Players of the Week. So for this week, Edward has chosen Mr. Harry Kane, who scored the winning goal in Tottenham's 1-0 victory against Manchester City, which thank God that happened because Arsenal unfortunately lost to Everton. Um, so it, it keeps them at the same, you know, so nothing changed as far as in the league, in the league cut league table over there for the English Premier League. So thank you, Tottenham. You went ahead and beat Manchester City. You freaking morons. But, but thank you for that. Um, and then my player of the week was Gabriel Vega. He scored two goals in Celta Vigo's 4-3 win against Raul Betis. So like we did last, like, like we're doing this year, we're posting polls on Instagram and Twitter, on Twitter, obviously on the post and on Instagram on our stories. Uh, make sure you guys go ahead and vote for who you think should be, who's your player of the week. Um, obviously the winner. Uh, of those polls, we'll 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 combine the the votes on those polls, and then we'll go ahead and and uh, add that into the the race for the Roosevelt Spencer's Player of the Year award. So, you guys do have a say on who wins it. Makes things a little bit interesting because um, right now Pedri is a very clear front runner right now. But congratulations to Harry Kane and Gabriel Vega for being our players of the week once again. Use the code insert name at checkout at intheclutch.com and save yourself 10% off. All right, there is some games this weekend. Tigres versus Pumas over, well, starting off with Liga Mekis. 
Tigres versus Pumas, and Pachuca versus Chivas. Um, in League One, we got Monaco taking on PSG. I try my best to not have the big names, but you know, like I said, the big names are usually going to be enticing. And Leon versus RC Lens. In the Serie A, we got Lazio taking on Atalanta and Juventus taking on Fiorentina. In the Bundesliga, we have RB Leipzig taking on Union Berlin and Werder Bremen taking on Borussia Dortmund. I'm just going to say this right now, man. Gio Reyna has, has been scoring goals in the last few games, um, which is really, it, it's really cool to see. Um, and somehow these two games in the Bundesliga feature uh, two Americans, obviously Union Berlin has Jordan Pifok. Actually, technically, RB Leipzig also has Caden Clark. Um, and actually, Werder, no, not, what, no. Is it Werder Bremen? No, Wolfsburg has uh, Kevin Paredes. But I'm sure there's an American somewhere in there. Um, but yeah, so some good games over there. In La Liga, Celta Vigo coming off a big win, going on and taking on against Atletico Madrid, who came off of a very disappointing draw. So we'll see how how they respond in this game. And Villarreal taking on Barcelona, who definitely gotten a little bit more separation from Real Madrid in the league table. Um, Real Madrid has definitely been struggling, but Barcelona, I guess, need to just take advantage right now and and hope that Real Madrid doesn't, doesn't you know, catch up to them. In the English Premier League, we got Leicester City taking on Tottenham and the Meyerside Derby as Liverpool takes on Everton. It, that game will be on Monday, but still, really good game to watch. Go ahead. And and check that out. Um, being that there's still, I, I don't want to end end it right here. So we'll go ahead and and I'll share my closing thought. Closing thought is brought to you by. Um, well, that's awkward. Okay, is brought to you by. If it lets me, Canada Dips. Canada Dips. What is Canada Dips? It is a great texting, superior alternative to traditional dip using CBD in a way that is radical and enjoyable and effective. All flavors, no tobacco, no nicotine pouches that are spit-free. Comes in five core flavors, wintergreen, mint, citrus, mango, American spice. Crafted and manufactured in Humboldt County, California, the heart of the cannabis industry. So why does this matter? Traditional dip is a hassle. It's addictive and messy. It's also over 100 years old. Other alternatives just aren't good enough for guys today. They are either still addictive, still messy, or taste terrible. Cannabis CBD is the new evolution in dip, allowing guys to enjoy great, long-lasting taste without the downsides. What's the secret? We use 100% American-grown hemp combined with a water-dispersible technology so it absorbs rapidly. We have developed a way to deliver CBD through the mouth and that no one else has so that you can actually enjoy it. We use coconut fiber and other all-natural ingredients in a formulation, no synthetic flavorings or other crap. That's literally what they said. So where can you get this? Go to www.canadipscbd.com. It is very accessible, open 24-7. Um, they're also opening them some into more convenience stores. So keep an eye on, on that whenever you go shopping. <clears throat> when real man rubs lotion on their body or eats gummies, hanging honkers of Canadib CBD liberates your manhood and allows you to chaw in the office and quit playing sneak at you with the wife. Whatever is relevant in your sport or culture, true, authentic guy shit. 
So if you guys use the code BELLYUPFANTASY, you will save 20% off on your Canada Dips order. Once again, go to CanadaDipsCBD.com, use the code BELLYUPFANTASY to save yourself 20% off your purchase. So thank you again for Canadips for being the presenting partner of my closing thoughts. So my closing thoughts is obviously the big thing that happened as far as MLS related is the FIFA Club World Cup. Um, Seattle went ahead and took on who they who that is a bad look on me. Let me go ahead and pull that up. Um, the Seattle Sounders they and they were playing Ali Al Ali. Um. All right. Yeah, they played all Ali in the second round. Um, it was ended up becoming a one-nil victory where the the last minute goal at the 80th minute was from Mohamed Magby. Uh so yeah, their first appearance in the Club World Cup ends in elimination. Um, but everyone's gonna say that it's a bad look for MLS. I think overall in general, this is a really cool opportunity they got to be in the Club World Cup. Could they have been better? Probably, but I mean, to be honest, Seattle has kind of dipped um, in form, especially from last season. So I think this is probably, hopefully not a prelude to their season because Seattle needs to be, I believe Seattle needs to be a good team in the MLS. They're definitely one of the big team, the big names in the MLS. Um, and also the fact that they were the first MLS team to win the CONCACAF Champions League. You want them to continue to improve. Um, but I feel like there has been a lot of big losses for Seattle uh, as recently, and maybe that's causing some sort of effect to their to their play. Um, so we'll see what happens. I think it, uh, they also need to kind of evolve and move on from certain players and add, and add new refreshing players to kind of keep keep the the, the groove going. But um, I mean, a one nil loss is is. I don't I don't want to say it's because Seattle was bad. I just think, you know, they this is their first time. They their first experience in a club world cup. So I I I I don't I'm not trying to like somehow be like the MLS guy that's like like, oh, you know, you know, give you excuses and all that. But to be fair, Seattle it has not looked strong as of lately. And um I mean, yeah, they were literally running off of that CONCACAF Champions League run last year. So, that, yeah, I, I, we'll see what happens with them. Um, I hope that we we see them playing well because, I, like I said, I think Seattle Sounders is a really marketable team in the MLS. They do have a really good fan base. And I would hate if they were to dip um, in form and then end up losing that fan base because that is a very important fan base, I, I would have to say. So... Um, I wouldn't be worried. I think hopefully it, it's kind of like a, a continuing process with the MLS and obviously winning the CONCACAF Champions League. An MLS team to win the CONCACAF Champions League was huge. So now, obviously, now the next goal is to be more competitive in the Club World Cup because, I mean, if they were to have won that game against Al-Ali, it would have led to them playing Real Madrid, which would have been huge for MLS to go up in a in a in a big tournament. Okay, maybe not a big tournament, but the club to compete in the Club World Cup against Real Madrid, even if it ends up they end up losing, would have been monumental for for them. So 
for not only for the Seattle Sounders, but just for the MLS in in, in a whole. But but yeah, th- so that's my closing thought. I I think yeah, it sucks that they they got eliminated, but I think it's it, it's still pretty cool to see them in the tournament. So I think there's something to be to take positive from it. Um, but that is that is episode one twenty one. Want to give a shout out to Belly Up Podcast Network. Follow them at on on social media on Instagram and Twitter at Belly Up Media. Follow them on their website at bellyupsports.com. Great articles that are being written over there. Amazing, amazing writers that we have there. Also, amazing podcasts like us, Insert MFC, Corner Booth Pod, uh, High Low Sports, The Pesky Report. Uh, so much more. Cherry Gating. So many more great podcasts that are on there. Um, go ahead and check them out. Great stuff. Always great, great things over there. Belly up. You know, also shout out to Alejandra Gomez and her company, AG Graphics. They created the insert name FC logo. Um, we're big fans of it, obviously. So if you guys need some logo work done, follow her on Instagram at a.g.graphics with an X. Once again, at a.g.graphics with an X. Go ahead and, and hit her up, slide into her DM, DMs. Um, if you guys need some logo work, uh, Tell her that we sent you. Maybe she'll give you a discount. Um, also, shout out to our man, our the namesake of the Roosevelt Spencer Player of the Year Award, Roosevelt Spencer. Man, he is literally the heartbeat of this podcast. Um, he he makes the he makes he edits the episodes. He does the intros and outros. Great beats. I I, I love it every time. Um, he, he always he always yeah. I'm always amazed at the work that Spencer does. And so if you guys need some beats, whether you're a rapper or maybe you're trying to start a YouTube channel or a podcast of your own, well, hit up Spencer on Instagram at that guy dope. Once again, at that guy dope. All right, man. Episode 121 in the books. Thank you so much for listening. Catch me next week for episode 122, hopefully. Um, hopefully, sooner or later, I'll get an assistant so I, I can start recording these episodes again with Edward. But till then, uh, see you next week. And uh, take care, guys. Mm-hmm.